This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Welcome to the program. Cam Poitras, Jim Toth here. Uh, happy Easter. Good Pesach, everybody out there. Um, Jim, <laughs> 3-1 loss. Sorry. Why like is that you, so funny? You want to be positive, but you're just like, ah, oh, hey, happy Easter, and uh, well, they lost. <laughs> wow, that's what, uh, that's what be, happened. You got good spirit, kid. I like well, that. you know what? Listen, and, and I, I think maybe some people maybe don't feel the same way as I do, but I'm not. I'm not down in the dumps today. And I, there's some losses that I take pretty hard. I didn't take the one against Calgary hard. I didn't. Well, um, I, I agree. I look. I thought they played well. Yeah. Yeah. Calgary just played like a team that season was on the line. And well, was. there was desperation in the third. The third, um, the third period, I, I thought Calgary played like they had to not have their season end, and I thought Winnipeg played good. Yeah, I, I thought the, the those those pair of tripping calls uh, in the in the top half of the third period um, really killed anything the Jets were were trying to do. And then I think about six or seven minutes left in the game, uh, the Jets five on five game started to go, but it was a little too late. Too a uh, little too it was too little too late. And uh, Jacob Markstrom was 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 great with 34 saves last night, and that's what happened. Now the situation: the Winnipeg Jets still control their destiny. If they're pretty much guaranteed a spot if they win three of four coming up here, and uh, of course a very very important game. Now the most important game, which I never agreed with in Jets 2.0 history, now shifts to the next. The, the now the most important game in Jets 2.0 history. If if it really is the most important game in Jets 2.0 history, you can't just replace it that easily. It's the most important game. It can't be something that you just replace. But it, we go on that into uh, into Saturday. All right. So Jamie Thomas, Jets uh, radio color analyst, joins us now on the program. Hey Jamie, how you doing? Oh, great. How about you guys? Doing good. Doing wonderful. Doing good. Hi Jamie. Happy Easter yeah, and everything buddy. else. Like Cam said. Yeah. yeah. Happy Easter. Jets <laughs> lost. <you>. Uh, <laughs> Happy um, Easter, man. The sun's out. The storm has off. stopped. The Jets lost. And here we go into a long weekend. All right. Sun shining, baby. Long weekend. Three days. Three days off. Well, not for you, Jamie. You don't you don't get weekends. Um no. but uh I mean I guess just uh, I of course everybody heard your thoughts on the post game show here on six eighty CGOB. But uh, maybe you've had a night to sleep on it. Uh, maybe expand on some of those. Uh, what what did you think about the game as a whole? Well, I think flat out, like the the first penalty of the game really set the tone for what it was, what the night was going to be like, and there was absolutely no flow to that game last night, which just plays right into what Calgary wants to do. Calgary wants to grind you to a halt, mm-hmm. and there was just no like you can't get you know Brendan Dillon told us in the walk off interview you can't all six D aren't involved you know he's out there killing penalties, but then they get a power play and he sits on the bench for two minutes, you know what I mean? So there's just none of that. And what the Jets were finding success with the previous two games is that they got to roll all four lines and got to get into their game a lot faster, and I just felt they couldn't get into a rhythm. Until what you said, Cam, about 10-minute mark of the third period. Then they, their five-on-five game started to kick in, and they started to wear Calgary down. But that time, Jacob Markstrom was fully into mm-hmm. Jacob Markstrom um, at, at his peak. And I just don't think it was, it was, like you said, too little too late. Nothing to be upset about. That's like I mean, that you, can't, you can't control the penalties that are being called. Sure, you can control with, with your stick and all that stuff like that, but the, the flow of the game wasn't there to, into the Jets' style of game. They loved freewheeling the way they did against New Jersey and Detroit. Mm-hmm. That was not there. You knew that wasn't going to be their last night. Another thing, too, Calgary just is, is big, and they're, they grind, and they, you know, I just felt like there wasn't really a challenge physically returned from the Jets. 
that, that that's what I thought. Calgary was a far more physical team last night. They were they were in their fa- in the Jets' face. There just wasn't a response, in my opinion, physically. And I feel like if you're going to be Calgary, that's what you have to do. You have to match them in that style of game as well. So, um, but overall, nothing wrong with the effort, and uh, it just you you move on from that one. And I I feel Saturday is really will give us everything we're going to figure out what this is going to look like. If if they beat Nashville. You put a push Nashville out of, out, of, out of the sight lines, and then if Calgary loses in Vancouver, then I think you have a pretty good idea what's going to happen down the stretch. Because um, you know you'd like to kind of have an idea before you go on that road trip out to Minnesota and Denver, but I know uh, that's not how it's going to work because everything is about drama right now. Yeah, and that's the important part. And I'm wondering, Jamie, how the players are handling that. Like I listened to the post game as well last yeah. night, and and like they were really level headed, and I, yeah. I, I yeah. think that's like they. They, I, I, like, if they played poorly, I think it would be a different story. They played well. Right. I, I agree with you. Calgary was in playoff mode, especially in that third period. Yeah. And Calgary just was, they played well. Um, yeah. and, and that was the difference. And, and we all know in games like that, that a bounce here, a bounce there, which was the game-winning goal. Um, yeah. And Markstrom played really well. So that's what I'm wondering about is, is how are the players? Like, uh, they seem pretty level-headed. And you're at practice yeah. right now and we'll be listening after it, but they still control their own destiny. Um, yeah. Like I think we here are going around and watching the runway getting shorter on the season yeah. and start sort of getting antsy. But but the players <laughs> themselves, you know, as an athlete, all you want to do is control your own destiny. Yeah, you don't want to leave yeah. it to this point, but yeah, I agree with you, Jim. Yeah, and another part too, like Seattle could clinch a wild card, a playoff spot tonight too. So the runway is getting even smaller if that happens. And I know. The idea is just just get in, but you the idea that the last wild card spot or the first wild card spot is gone, and then there's just like that. There's one spot left in the Western Conference. That's it, with three teams battling over top of it too. So, I mean, it's an optional skate today. I'm watching them. They seem pretty loose. I mean, and there's nothing to hang your head about because you the effort was there, and they played a lot better as of late. They were finally rewarded for that the previous two games this homestand. But man, you're still on home ice. Nashville here is here Saturday. I felt when the Jets were in Nashville the last time they played, I know it was only 3-2 in his overtime, the Jets skated Nashville into the ground that day, and it was only UC Soros, which seems to be a lot of the case over the last month and a half or so. It's just the other team's goaltender has been uh, almost the best player on the ice uh, in the majority of the games here. So, But your, your home crowd, it's a Saturday, and then you put more pressure on Calgary if you win that game uh, going that way because Nashville plays Carolina tonight on home ice. But I, I really feel it's a two-team race at this point with Cal- or Calgary and, and Winnipeg. So, I, again, they don't have anything to worry about. The effort's there. Uh, they scored another power play goal yesterday, so it's back-to-back games of that. The penalty kill was perfect. Uh, they just got outplayed some in some ass. Not that long. Calgary just ground, ground, ground them in the ground, and then there was no, again, the, there's too many power plays to get into real rhythm. That's where the Jets were successful, flat out. Uh, how much do they have to win here? I mean, the, the game against Nashville, I mean, it's, it's not a must win, but it's yeah. insanely important to pick that game up that those two points, particularly clean points, because Nashville and Calgary are still going to play yet because this is just the, the way that things are going right now. And somebody's yeah. going to get points in that one. And then a game against San Jose, which you cannot lay an egg again against. And then mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be going up against on a final road trip, Minnesota, who the Jets have not done so well against this year, and, no. and then Colorado. Uh, and, and those two teams are going to be duking it out for first place. It's not like you're going to be taking on Boston and, and the Leafs or, or something like that where, you know, who, whose fate has been decided for the last three months. Yeah, and I, I don't think that you could let's – just, let's just look at Saturday first and foremost. Like you, you win that game, then you're putting pressure on Calgary to win their game. 
against uh, Vancouver. So the, the pressure is there over and over again, and you still remain in control. You just don't like the thought of losing that game against Nashville, and then all of a sudden Calgary wins the game in Vancouver, and then all of a sudden here we go. Right, you know what I mean? Like it's just Calgary, and then the Jets still do have that game in hand. But one of those games in hand, are we talking about, is either one of those games in, in Minnesota or Denver. So it's it's imperative they win Saturday. I'm not. We'll never put on the must win thing because there's just too many other factors going on at this point. When it comes down to the final game of the regular season, if they have to win to get in, then you say must win. But the mm-hmm. pressure's on. The, the the pressure's back on the Jets. It was on Calgary last night. Calgary answered. Now it's back on Winnipeg. They have to hold serve here on home, on home ice. Um, you, you've got a couple of games against teams that are out of the playoff picture again, and you have to, I, in my heart, in my heart, you have to walk out of here with four points. I'm sorry. So I won't say must win, but I will say four points out of this homestand. Close it out. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next about is because it's, you know, they played well, they lost, and, and they're still very much in control. But that being said, what it does now is it makes Saturday's game imperative, and it makes the yep. game against San Jose, to me, the must-win. And and yeah. not the must-win yeah. in the terms of the standings, but in the fact that this is one of the worst teams in the National oh. Hockey League. Yeah. You've been gifted this on a Monday heading into the last yeah. week of the regular season. That yeah. game you have to win against San Jose. Yeah, yeah like it's it's it, – it's not even an option. You, like uh, to me, this, the, the four points are four points. You have to come out of this with this because of the of the way the schedule is laid out. And it's you know you play Saturday, uh, you skate Sunday, maybe you have Sunday off. Who knows? And then you're Monday, and then it's like three games in four nights. Well, you better win that first game of the three and four nights. That's where the and you better like put the hammer down on a team that is clearly playing out the string. I don't even know if Eric Carlson is hundred points yet. That's really the only thing San Jose is trying to figure out at this point is get Eric Carlson hundred points. And that's all it is. And then figure out how you slot into the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. But San Jose is an absolute, no doubt about it. Get the job done. They're far. They're a much lesser team than you. Treat them as such and finish them off. I mean, just uh, we only got about a minute here uh, le- yeah. left, Jamie. But heading into this game against uh, against the Predators, I mean, what what are some of the things the Jets are going to have to need to take care of? Well, uh, let's not get into that penalty game, right? It's like. Yeah. Like there's, I have all kinds of respect for UC Soros. I have a lot of respect for the Nashville organization. What Nashville is doing right now is a lot of young players are trying to make names for themselves right now, put themselves in the picture, but they're young. There's not a lot of guys left. There's like, you know, like Johansson is out. They've traded away a lot of big name players. Like you have to win this game and stay out again in that four. If you go in that four line rhythm, five on five, you will win this hockey game going away because Nashville just can't keep up with the Jets on that aspect, that part of the game. Jamie Thomas, the Jets radio color analyst right here on 680 CJOB. Jamie, always a pleasure. You take care, okay? Okay, guys. Have a hey, great day. Hey, Jamie. Yeah, buddy. Busiest bar night of the year tonight. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> but you got a game on Saturday. <laughs> it takes about two. It takes 36 hours to recover, doesn't it, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm 51, so like maybe. Oh, I was going to say, at our, at our age, I need a week off, and we don't have that time. So we'll talk to you on Saturday, James. Okay, guys, see you later. Busiest bar <laughs> night of the year, Cameron. I know. What are you I doing know. tonight? I'm going home and going to sleep. That's how exciting my life is. Yeah, but then what are you going to do? <laughs> Let's take a break. Nashville uh, pregame show is going to be coming up on Saturday at 4 o'clock and then play-by-play at 6. Jets, Nashville, let's come back on the other side. Uh, Well, when I, uh, you know, when when Jim came in today, he he looked at me and he says, I'm going off. I'm going to go absolutely off.
to quote George Costanza, I've got a major problem with some of you, and now you're going to hear about it. I think that was Frank. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, Frank. Sorry, not George. In, George is part the words of the problem. Of he George was one of those. Costanza, I replied to you, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's do it. We'll be right back. I'm I'm burning inside. <laughs> Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Uh, just time for a quick text messages here. This one's from Brian. Hey, guys, I'm getting tired of hearing what the Jets have to do to win. Isn't it a little, too little too late? Uh, they could have fixed this long, long time ago, and everyone is now everyone is freaking out. All they needed was five more wins throughout the season, and this conversation wouldn't have to happen. Uh, this team doesn't know what it takes to win when they have to. Thanks. That one from Brian. Well, Brian, I would, I would, I would even, sh- I would shrink that a little bit. I don't agree with everything you said there, but I, I would shrink a little bit. If they had two more wins scattered throughout the season, they wouldn't be in this situation. It'd be over. Calgary could not chase them, or Nashville couldn't I mean, catch them. This is the the journey. Like every team could use oh. five more. It, the only thing I'll disagree with that is, is all they needed was five more wins. That's the NHL. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, wins are. I'm not defending the Jets. Like they played much better for two games. They didn't play bad last night, but they just, to me, Calgary looked like their season was on the line and Winnipeg just played good. Desperation set in. Let's come back on the other side of this. Jim, a little thing he's got. He's got an issue with goaltending in the National Hockey League. We'll get into that after this. You're saying you want a piece of me? Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Your one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. Power play question from producer Kevin. Okay. Uh, And this was something we were talking about uh, on the morning show, actually. It's Mm -hmm. a great question. It's got got a lot of of stock. Okay. Um, Mini eggs or eggies? (sighs) They taste the same. No, they don't. (laughs) Mini eggs and eggies? But I do like mini eggs better. So do I. Like Cadbury versus Hershey, correct? Is that... The I don't know. I mini just know eggs that mini are, eggs are the OGs. Mini, mini eggs are surprisingly great. What yeah. needs to be done away with is that Cadbury cream filled yeah, egg. Don't you don't like that? that. And it has like either. even a little yellow cream in the middle of the white cream to make it look like an actual egg. Well, it's just like frosting. It's like a. It's <laughs> disgusting. You're right. It's no, gross. I, I, I like them. So Sorry, Cam. Yeah, but you're, you're an old numbered. soul. You're yeah. the one who like has a Werther before bed and stuff. <laughs> I think there's a, there's like an age limit on where there's like you have to be over 65 to buy those. You're things. the one who's like, would you like a treat? I got some butterscotch. <laughs> you can always find those at your grandparents. Or some uh, Macintosh yeah. toffee. Peanut brittle, whatever <laughs> kind of stuff is. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy all of I that. love all those things. I just don't go out of my way mm-hmm. to purchase it. Or a cream egg, which is disgusting. No. Well, what do you think of Peeps? What are peeps? Oh, I've, never, I've never had little, a peep in my life. I don't. Nah. I'm not. No, mar- no. Marshmallows are like for the campfire. Like even yeah. marshmallows on cereal are no good. And I know you two wouldn't understand that being <laughs> Cheerios. Yeah, well, think I Cheerios like che- is the party. I I do. I always will stand. Long by weekend. That. You two must be stocking up on Cheerios. Nothing but good <laughs> you, times. You can't start your day off better than a bowl of Cheerios. I yes, agree. And a cup of coffee. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can't You can have it. some Captain Cruncher honeycomb and go, let's do this. Oh my no, no, let's no. Let's do this. You need to get your day started off on the right foot. You, you pour yourself a bowl of those little a bowl of Cheerios circular delicious is like things. putting on Patsy Cline and listening to Crazy to start your What's day. What's wrong with that? Nothing if it's Sunday. <laughs> if it's but if Sunday. you want to start your weekday, you put on some Buck cherry and have a bowl of honeycomb, and now you're out the door. <laughs> I like that. So Patsy Klein, Cheerios is Patsy Klein, yes. and Buck Cherry 
uh, is 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 honeycomb. Sarah, Sunday morning, Easter Sunday mm-hmm. is Cheerios and crazy, <laughs> no. crazy for no. feeling some Patsy Cline. But today is honeycomb, honeycomb. is honeycomb it's- and lit up by Buck Cherry. <laughs> and out the door, let's do this. Nice. Yeah, well, I can't argue with that. That's yeah. your one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. Sarah's like, what is Buck Cherry? <laughs> what is going on? What song is he talking <laughs> She's about? She's just like, I am never hanging out with you guys outside of the office. Yeah. Have a good long weekend. Chris. You as well. Drive safe. Driving back yes. to Dryden, the yes. debut album Take from Sarah McCarthy. Driving back to Dryden. And uh, get that you. money for Skadge Pizza scheduled yes. in and out. Can I you mean, solidify that now? Months in the already. works, in the works. I just yeah. sang on I the air, so that. this job is probably ending soon. So if you could solidify the Skadge Pizza I keep hearing about that's in the works. Uh, Lauren A texts the show and says, "Peeps, gross." I've never had a peep in my life. It's not something that's. I don't know what a peep is at all. Yeah, uh, Rick says, it? "I'm with Cam and Sarah Cheerios." Wow, Rick. Jeez, man, I knew you're always a smart. I'm not cat. like Cheerios are okay, but there's no way the. If you had to choose, like if you're in a desert island and they're like, this island's sinking in a day. I'm telling you, if I had any. What do you want to eat? It, you're going to be like, you know what? Just give me the Cheerios and let me alone with I, my if, thoughts. If it came to cereal, I would always and forever choose Cheerios. I'm always just, and forever. Uh, like, that's it. You can I, only eat one cereal for the rest Cheerios, of your life. Cheerios, easy. And next would be probably Shreddies. <laughs> You're doing time, man. (laughs) You're just putting in time. Have you been sentenced to something that I don't know about? Are you on parole? 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. You have all this life available to you, and yet you're just giving it Cheerios. I, I don't see what's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with it. Again, I just said on a nice Sunday morning. Crazy. Uh, Jets lose yesterday, two uh, one to Easy the Calgary Flames. Got a got a bunch of text move. messages here. Um, uh, this texture says about the about the loss last night. Hey guys, Flames forced the Jets to play the way Calgary plays. Finish checks and then some. I hit them thirty three to twenty one. Forced them into giveaways. Um, Twelve to three. Afraid uh, they missed a huge two points. They did. Um, uh, this from Fraser. It's now win three. Out of their remaining four. I'm with you on that number. I think three of four is definitely going to get the Winnipeg Jets in. They could still win by winning two, but they got to win two. Uh, Robert, uh, this destiny, their destiny is four points max. The other teams will get five or six. That from Robert A. Dave says, while the city was contending with a Colorado low, the Jays were, I mean, the Jets were contending with a Calgary Clipper, LOL. This one from Neil, give Calgary credit. Markstrom made some big saves. And the Jets missed some open nets too, Jim. They yeah, missed, like they I said, they, they played well, and they had tons of opportunity, and I do think we need to – Markstrom did play great. Like, he he played good. Now, I think he was lucky a couple times, but, I mean – He was lucky Again, times, it, yeah. it's so funny because Christian be Lyle came up with this term three weeks ago, and it still rings true. If this was a game in November or December, you had a good game. But it's not, and what's at stake is because of what's at stake, and it's against yeah. Calgary in a big in a big position like that. It just elevates everything. Uh, this one, uh, this texture. I would have liked to have seen some desperation from not desperation, but like to me, what I've been saying since he got here is Pierre Luc Dubois is the kind of player that brings you into the fight. Yeah, and he and was last in the fight. Night, he was in the he fight. He would have put his head through a wall he to was try and get a win. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he was into and stuff. And. I, I don't think Mark Shifley or Blake Wheeler or Nick Ehlers or Kyle Connor played poorly. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't see somebody, as I like to say, come over the boards and say, I'm going to be the difference here. Yeah. 
We, they, we, but they played well. It's not a knock on them. And if they didn't, I would say this. I thought these two players or this player did not look engaged or anything. They all looked engaged. They all played well. They all created some chances. Yeah. They it, it just and maybe because they didn't have to be. It wasn't a desperate game for them like Calgary. But the way they played the previous two, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of that. Got a great text message here. And this one, uh, uh, I was at the game last night. And while I agree with some of your statements and Jamie's statements, Jamie Thomas was on the program earlier. I, I, I will I will profoundly disagree with one thing. Everybody keeps saying that Calgary was in desperation mode. You tell me why Winnipeg was not in desperation mode. I'm pretty sure they don't want to, to go down to the last game of the year in Colorado. So I completely disagree with that comment. Well, they weren't in desperation mode because it wasn't, they were getting their chances. Yeah. They weren't ever down in the game other than when it was 2-1 yeah. at the end of the third. And then when it was desperation time, Calgary had a third period. Yeah. They, they, they showed better in the third absolutely period. Absolutely, they did. Yeah, And Markstrom stood tall. Markstrom had a good game last night, which is where I want to go right now. Yeah. I have Markstrom. A, I yes. have a major problem with the Jordan Bennington's and the Jacob Markstrom's of the world mm-hmm. who behave like they behave and engage themselves with players and never have to answer for it. If a defenseman was taking shots after the whistle, like Markstrom was, he'd get two minutes every time. Mm -hmm. I've always had a theory that I believe in the crease and I believe in the area behind the net that's marked off. You don't touch a goalie. Jordan Binnington does not believe in that. Jordan Binnington believes that when you come in there, he has every right to sucker you with a dirty hit because you don't think the hit's coming because you're a goalie. Mm -hmm. So let's have a conversation. If Markstrom wants to chop, swing, engage, squirt water, and I will say this, if a player on the bench squirts water at somebody on the ice, that's a 10-minute every time. Mm -hmm. Every single time a player gets caught doing that, it's 10 minutes. If these goalies want to play this way, then they have to answer for it. Yeah, It was a two-minute misconduct. Now, Now, what I will say, Jim, and the issue here is, is that it, Not just the water. I'm talking about every yeah, single stoppage. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of Calgary Flames games this year. It's not just last night. Mm-hmm. He goes out of his way to whack, chop, hack. Anybody even looks at him. We remember the game earlier in the year when Calgary was in there and a guy drove him into Markstrom yeah. and he lost his mind on Dubois. Yeah, he went I'm crazy. all for in the crease, that's the goalie. I'm all for that. But if you want to leave your crease and, and act tough... Like we see Jordan Bennington and now Markstrom's made it part of his game. Yeah, then you have to answer for it. The thing is, Jim is the, the, they're not being called for it. So exactly, it's like, so, that's so, what I'm so, saying. So that's, Start calling it. So that's what the goaltenders are seeing. It. It's not being called. I mean, I know that Bennington got that big suspension, but he went completely squirrely. Or, he went out of control. Or if you don't want to call it, then let him go. Yeah. Don't come in and save him. Well, that's the thing. Do not let a guy come in. Do not get a linesman in there and save him. If he, if you're not going to call that kind of stuff, because if a, if a player did that to a goalie, whacked him, chopped him, it's two minutes every time. Well, yeah, and the other team. If gets, you want to live crazy. by the protection of a goalie, then act like one. Yeah. And if you don't want to act like one, then you don't live by the protection of being a goalie. The the goaltenders like Bennington, like Markstrom, are taking advantage of the fact that they're. That it is very rare that a goaltender gets called for that sort of thing. Exactly. That's what's happening. And last night, like I said, once or twice, whatever. Yeah. But four or five times, mm-hmm. then let Dubois go at him. And we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Mark Andre Fleury, Jordan Binnington, skated halfway down the ice. 
and you didn't start going loopy until the linesman grabbed you. Don't grab him. If he wants to act like that, let Marc-Andre Fleury, who's 112 years old, let's see what you got, Jordan. Yeah. His own coach, Craig Berube, said that. His own coach says it's stupid that and was, it needs to stop. And that was weeks before he got that big suspension. Weeks before. Weeks before. And I'm just, it, it was, it had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. And I just said, Markstrom played great, stood on his head, and I thought he did. He had a really yeah. good game last night. But it bothers me if you if these goalies are going to play like this and not have to answer for it, either with penalties or to the player. And it's real simple. You either start calling it like you do every single time a guy touches a goalie, there's a two-minute penalty now. Mm-hmm. So if the goalie touches them, give them two minutes. And then if you don't want to give them two minutes, let's find out. Let let Pierre-Luc Dubois find out. Markstrom. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a, a part of the big and overarching issue with officiating the National Hockey League and the lack of consistency. Um, and I, I wouldn't even say that this issue. I mean, there's so many other issues that are lack of consistency. This is nothing to do with consistency. It just doesn't get called. It very rarely gets called. How often? Like I, I don't know. I don't have a stat in front of me, but I would love to see how many times goaltenders are called on penalties. It is probably well, yeah, almost and, zero. And my whole thing of if you're going to play the puck like a defenseman, then you should be hit like a defenseman. Yeah. And my point to that is how many times a goalie goes behind the net, and the player just tries to play the puck and goes right by him, but Binnington likes to throw the shoulder out. And the guy doesn't know it's even possible that this could happen. So it's a total sucker, dirty hit. So then, okay, if you want to play the puck behind the net and I'm coming, I get to hit you then. Mm -hmm. But that gets called, right? Yeah, that's right. So you got to govern this. You either can't touch the goalie and he can't touch you, or it's free reign. The The goalie wants to put his shoulder out like that, fair enough, but I'm coming through. The amount of GMs that would lose their freaking mind in the National Hockey League if goaltenders started to get run... It, it would not last long. Well, that's why this is like this, right? Yeah. And I believe in that. Yeah. I believe that goalies shouldn't be run, and I believe in the crease, and I believe in the zone behind the net. Yeah. But if you're in that zone and you throw a shoulder like like Jordan Bennington does, or if you're Jacob Marks, you're going to leave your crease to give a guy a chop, give a, a stick, a whack, yeah. Yeah. then either call that every single time or let him go. And I would love to find out how tough Jordan Biddington is. I would love to see it. How tough do you think he is? I don't think he's tough at all. <laughs> I think he's a little out there. Yeah. But he's a couple sandwiches short of a picnic. I would I would I mean Mark Andre Fleury doesn't skate the length of the ice if he doesn't think he can take you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think Mark Andre Fleury's had a lot of run ins with this guy and he's Jordan Biddington. And Markstrom's a, the same. Like this is the second human. time he loses it with like I don't get me wrong. I like the water ball with the back and forth. I'm gonna score on you. Yeah. That's just gamesmanship, yeah. whatever. But if you're gonna hack and whack and you're gonna start chopping and coming out of your crease and giving a guy an extra shot when he's down, mm-hmm. then answer for it. I hey, if you can handle yourself, I'll I'll be it for you. All good for you, but yeah. I'd love to see it. You can't yeah. have it both ways. Well, and then you see that a lot of time, and then it's like the goaltender will go back into the crease, and then the other five guys on the Again, ice will take advantage of it. Live us, under the protection of a goalie or don't, but you can't have it both ways. 204-780-6868-204-780. Thanks you very much, Jim. That was awesome. 204-780-6868. A couple more text messages, then we'll, we'll go ahead to break right now, but I'll squeeze some text messages in here. They won't, uh, this texture says, they won't best Mini or Colorado if they lose to Preds Saturday. It's over, although it's been over for almost two months. Wow. Oh, let's get some Cheerios in here. See, now this, I What's would have wrong? a uh, lovely bowl of Cheerios with. What's I don't... This is a perfect Sunday. A perfect Sunday. 
The, the only issue is it's Thursday. I rarely eat cereal. Like, like this whole conversation has been going on for weeks. And it's like, I haven't, I haven't had a bowl of Cheerios in years. It's been prob- it was probably like 18 months or something. I haven't had Cheerios or a bowl of cereal in that matter. I'm trying to listen to the song. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking too loud. Get you, I'll get you some Cheerios. Now I know what to get you for your birthday. I love that. You get that two-pack at Costco. You probably, I just made your six months. Next six months are golden for you. In my old age, Jim, I get more and more issues with dairy. So I have to avoid cereal. <laughs> the thing about the thing is, is I'm the old one here. And I'm fighting tooth and nail to keep my youth. And you just give it away. You give it away. I'm battling. You don't know how young you are. I'm in a battle with dairy products, Jim. Live a little. Live a little while you don't fall asleep on the couch like me. You don't know what you got. Uh, Jets, Predators coming up Saturday. Pre-game at 4 o'clock. Buck drop at 6. Get some more of your guys' text messages. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Honeycomb, Captain Crunch, Fruit Loops. Saw these guys at Rock on the Range. Turn this at up. can add ends. It was a good show. That was a good, real good show. Real good. Buck Cherry's real good There live. was Buck Cherry, uh, Three Days Grace, um, uh, Godsmack was there. It was a heck of a show. Could you eat Cheerios to this? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. You can eat cheers, lots of things. If you just have to make time, um, Frozen Four. Hey, Rutger McGordy for with uh, yes the Wolverines. He's gonna be playing the Terriers today, Boston, uh, Boston College, I believe. And uh, yeah, the Golden Gophers, um, Blake Wheeler's alma mater there against Quinnipiac. So I like the Frozen Four. Yeah, Dylan Sandberg was on the pregame show one on one with Paul Edmonds last night on six eighty C J B and two time champ, two time champ, and they were he Minnesota asked him, Duluth. He asked him who he liked in this, and he said, "Well, I can't take the Gophers because no. that's their rival, <laughs> yeah. right? He won two national championships playing for the Gophers' rival." But we'll be keeping an eye on this for sure. It's it's outstanding, and we should make mention of this. It is the fifth anniversary of the humble bus crash. Yes. And I think we all remember where we were that day. I think we'll always remember where we were and the fallout story of that. I will have Brian Munns on, who is from Humboldt, who he and uh, Colorado head coach Jared Bednar uh, still organized uh, for five years now, the humble bus crash charity tournament back in his hometown. Uh, He's going to join us. He's the voice of the Winnipeg Ice, and they swept the Medicine Hat Tigers. We're going to talk about that with Brian and just sort of touch base on the Humboldt crash and uh, the fifth year anniversary today um, of that tragic event yeah. in the Jim Toth show coming up next. I was sitting at my dad's place and I saw that there was a, a car crash. It came up on my notifications on my phone and I put my phone down and then I picked it up a little while afterwards. And then I saw what the casualties were like. And I was like, Oh my God, I was laying on the couch and I think it was Darren Dreger who put out, um, there's been a crash involving a minor hockey team in Saskatchewan, I think is the first. And then, and it was, then it just kept coming in from there, like where and how many mm. and who, and a just horrific story. But we'll remember today uh, during the Jim Toth Show. Nashville Predators going to be in town on Saturday, 4 o'clock pregame show 
and uh, play-by-play at 6 right here on 680 CJOB. Thanks, everybody, for listening and participating. Great text messages. I didn't get to everybody, but I 100% read it, and I always appreciate it. Okay, everybody, have a great Easter-long weekend. Chag Sameach to everybody else out there, and, uh, yeah, take care. Have a good one. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.